Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome back to From Complex to Queens, a Mason Avenue's minor league podcast. I'm Steve Saipa, and I'm joined this week by Lucas, Ken, and Thomas. How is everyone doing this week? Good. I'm doing all right. How are you? All right. I was doing better before I watched the Met game, which I think is becoming a common refrain on these Sunday pods, because I always do the Sunday recaps, you know? <laughs> do you keep track? Like, do you have a record? You know, at one point I did. Uh, it wasn't good. I mean, <laughs> Sunday, it doesn't matter how good the Mets are. No, Sunday, Sunday's always bad. <laughs> Sunday uh, there, was a, there was a period of time when I was doing recaps for both the Mason Avenue and Baseball Prospectus, and those were even years when the Mets were quote-unquote good, and I still, my, it was like a 35% win rate for the season <laughs> for me. It was just brutal. Yikes. Not good. No, not good at all. It's like when I went to games in 2015 and saw all the Bartolo Colon starts. I oh. didn't see like anyone else, and I was like, "Oh well." For I forget if it was 2006 or 2007, but basically I had every Monday off. Like that was my schedule. I had Mondays and Tuesdays off. Tuesdays off, so I went to big games basically every Monday. And however it worked out, practically every single start that I saw that summer was Steve Traxel. I was going to say, you definitely got all the human rain delay starts. Yeah, could have been better. 
basically be just even painful on TV. I can't imagine how bad they were in person. I really I, don't remember much, so <laughs> I I I definitely saw him once or twice and was like, "What the fresh hell is this?" <laughs> Occasionally, Glavin was mixed in there, so I mean that wasn't really that much better. Yeah, <laughs> it was faster. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, so let's start with some promote extend trade. And on this date in 1908, Phantasmagory was drawn. Now that was uh, an <laughs> Phantasmagory. That's the title. It's a cartoon, and it was considered by film historians to be like the first animated cartoon ever made. So, very simply, what cartoon movies are we going to promote, extend, or trade? And they have to be actual. Animation, hand-drawn, not CGI, or, or claymation, or any other kind of... Is, is anime acceptable? Can I go yes. full weeb up in here? You can. <laughs> anime is acceptable. Uh, I'm extending Princess Mononoke. Oh, we're, we're going that route. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, no, I, don't like, I don't like any Disney movies, basically, because I'm a terrible person. Or and they're all CGI okay. anyway, like the new ones anyway. Like yeah, Toy Story after, like, like 2008 or not. I mean, yeah. 1998 or 9, that was kind of it. Yeah, like the, the hand-drawn. Pixar became fun. a thing. Yep. So they're not hand-drawn? I don't Yeah, like a bunch of current ones are just CGI stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it, is, can I can I do a hot take that uh, I'm sure we'll get many hateful comments both from you and the commenters. All right, I'm gonna trade Lion King. Oh, that's fine. I was actually gonna trade that originally too. So, so overrated. Mulan is. is my favorite Disney movie, so I'm excited that one. Yeah, I can get on board with that. Mulan is very good. I'm extending Aladdin. Aladdin is my favorite Disney. Oh, nice. I do like Aladdin. It's good, and I feel like Aladdin is also the only Disney movie where it actually has, like, the, the sequels and everything that came afterwards are actually, like, pretty solid. Yeah. They're not as, like, some of those sequels are, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Mulan 2, which apparently exists. It does. And I think the actors are different. Like, they, 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 they love that Disney Mm-hmm. I was going to trade The Lion King, but I said, already, I already have a Disney movie, so I traded The Simpsons movie, because that was a huge letdown. Yeah. Really? I don't yeah. like that movie. The Simpsons movie, but I'm not a Simpsons fan in the first place. I don't think Simpsons movie was, like, bad necessarily, but it wasn't, like, anything... It, it felt like it was just one... It, it felt like it was a couple of episodes of The Simpsons just kind of connected, and I feel like with The Simpsons movie, you had, like, 20 years or 30 years, whatever, of, like, wait, and it should have been a lot better than it actually was. Yeah, it's okay. It was a little disappointing. I saw it in theaters. I think I saw it, like, the first day. <laughs> there, there's some good bits in it. You know, like, the 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 boulder and then the, the building named The Hard Place. That one always yeah, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, if we're doing Matt Groening stuff, for my promote, I'll do a... Uh, uh, Bender's Game, which is one of the three Futurama movies. Futurama, the far superior show to The Simpsons, by the way. Yes, agreed. Yes. As as I've gotten older and watch both more, Futurama's better. Futurama has just, like, some of the best 
I don't know, like circular bits of all time. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, um, the one that always comes to mind is when he, uh, goes back in time mm-hmm. to his, uh, to, to Roswell. Oh yeah. That episode is fantastic. <laughs> it's like the best parody of all time. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Later on, there's a, there's an episode where, for, where, was it one of the movies actually? Farnsworth is like, time travel is impossible. Fry says, but you traveled back in time yourself, <laughs> professor, to, to, to Roswell. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would re- remember something like that. <laughs> and who are you, anyway? <laughs> Kill all humans. It definitely is the superior cartoon of the 2000s. Late 90s slash 2000s. It's a couple seasons on Cartoon Network in the 2010s, even. Mm-hmm, when I came back. Like, twice. Yeah, it, it, it got bounced around a bit. Comedy Central, I think it was first, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it got canceled on Fox... And that was the first ending with the Opera House, uh, which is my favorite ending, I think. And then they got picked up for four, the four movies. And then they have an ending there in the Wild Into the Wild Green Yonder, and then they have the Comedy Central episodes where they end with the uh, Frozen Time. Mm, Spoiler alert, obviously, but you know, it's, it's been out for five years. Deal with it. And if you don't like spoiler alerts and you just got spoiled, then you can go back in time and unspoil yourself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go to Asia now, and we'll take a look at the teams there. And the Unilions went 3-2 and two this week, and that brings them to 35-41 and 41 for the year. So they're actually almost at 500, which is pretty impressive considering how bad they were for a time. And the hitter of the week is, once again, Chi Che Su. Uh, it's the fifth time that he's been hit of the week now, and he went 8-15 with three doubles, two homers, two walks, four strikeouts, and a stolen base for good measure. And pitcher of the week for the week is someone new for a change. It is Brock Dykeshorn. He is one of the Lions' new foreign pitchers. He threw seven innings of scoreless ball this week. He led one hit, he walked four, and he struck out four. Um... So Dykeshorn, he's from Ontario, and like every other Canadian out there, he played hockey before he focused on baseball. Mm -hmm. Um, He was drafted by the Cincinnati Reds in 2010, but he didn't, excuse me, 2012, but he didn't sign, and he went to college. First, he went to West Virginia, and then he went to Central Arizona College, which is a community college in Arizona, obviously. Um, since he was a, a sophomore at a JUCO, he was eligible to be drafted again. So he was picked by the Astros in 2014, and he signed with them. And over the next couple of years, he basically slowly climbed up their their minor league system. Um, numbers were generally pedestrian, uh, with kind of underwhelming peripherals. Uh, 2015, he was with the the Quad Cities River Bandits. He was okay. In 2016, he was at the Lancaster Jethawks. He was a little below average. 2017, he was at the Corpus Christi Hooks. Again, he was below average. And then he split 2018 with the Hooks and then the Fresno Grizzlies, and he was okay. And after that season, the Astros released him, and he went to Korea last year. Uh, he played with two teams, the SK Wyverns and the Latte Giants. And at both stops combined, he had a, a 434 ERA and basically 150 innings. And that wasn't enough to get him uh, a job back in the States this season. So he signed with the Lions about a month ago. And he has a few starts under his belt now. And he's a big guy. He's six foot eight. But 
he does not throw hard. His fastball's in the high 80s to low 90s, tops out about 93. So That's wild. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's why a dude like him has, you know, not really ever had good numbers anywhere. Yeah, it reminds me of Lockett a bit there, where he just mm-hmm. looks like he should throw hard because yeah. his his physical presence on the mound, and then you're like, oh, never mind. <laughs> and then guys like Billy Wagner can throw hundreds. So yeah, it's exactly. No rhyme or reason to it, I guess. Um, you know, he might not have control over his fastball, but as as a pitcher, you can work on your secondary pitches. Mm-hmm. And neither one of his are particularly good either. He has a slider and a changeup, and they're both kind of below average. So that is a recipe to get beat up a lot. Obviously, though, let's be real, the most interesting thing about him is his name, Dick Sorn. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's Dutch. Apparently, it's a it's a cognate, Dyke and Horn. And Dyke's obviously in, in the Netherlands and the Low Countries back in the day, protected people from the water and... A horn is a horn, and apparently Dyke's horns were people that were charged with watching the Dykes and making sure that they never actually got breached. And if they did, they had warns to warn everybody. So there you go. Interesting. From Complex to Queens brought to you by a combination of five-year-old humor and interesting language facts. <laughs> that's, it's, that's how we roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, the LG Twins now, they went 4-2, and two, and they are 47-35-1 and one on the year, which is still fourth place like last week, but a, a bit closer. They're just four games back now. Hit over the week, uh, again, is outfielder Ye Chung Che, and he went 9-24 for 24 with three doubles, a homer, eight RBI, two walks, uh, seven strikeouts, and a hit by pitch. And for the sixth time now, Casey Kelly is the pitcher of the week. And he gave up one run over seven innings, allowing four hits, walking one, and striking out five. And last but not least are the Occult Swallows. And in a lot of ways, they had a really bad week last week. But then in other ways, they had a good week, as we'll discuss. But they went one and four, and they dropped to fourth place in the division now. So they're six games behind the Yumiuri Giants. And the hitter of the week is Munitaka Murakami. And he had a pretty pedestrian week as far as, as these things go. He went 5 for 20 with two doubles, a homer, one RBI, two walks, and three strikeouts. That is pretty uh, pedestrian. Yeah. yeah. But three of his five hits were extra bases, so mm. that's, you know, always good. Um, and pitcher of the week, again, is Yasuhiro Ogawa. And he's the ace of the staff, and he did what aces are supposed to do, and he snapped the Swallows five-game losing streak, and he did it in style by throwing a no-hitter. So first of his career. Excellent. Oh, wow. And That's last, fun. last one that the Swallows have had since twenty since two thousand and six. Do they so do? Uh, I know the I know this always gets like tangentially mentioned because their pitching schedules are a little different, right? They have more. Off days, do they have a, a bigger rotation? Yeah, they have more off days. Basically, every pitcher is not it, – it's not to a T, but they're, you know, assigned a day more or less. They pitch once every seven days. So Yeah. Ogawa do, is like always – Do they still have five-man rotations or do they just have two off days a week? Uh, They did have two off days this week. I don't know off the top of my head about last week, even though I do write all this stuff down. But they have more than just five pitchers. Yeah, so they have like a five-and-a-half-man so, yeah. rotation and then more off days, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay, that makes sense. 
I actually kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, it's interesting. It's better for the pitchers, I would assume, because yeah, you know, I would assume less so workload, well. more, and and they're always kind of pitchers. Pitchers are kind of creatures of habit, so if you know you were you're you're starting on a Saturday or whatever day, then you know what you got to do and whatever. But yeah, so on top of throwing the no hitter, he also reached double digit strikeouts for the first time in his career, which is kind of crazy since he's been pitching for about 10 years or so, and he's generally an above-average pitcher. But hey, so what a week for Ogawa. Good for him. No-hitters are always fun. Yeah. Um, As long as you're not the one getting no hit, then it's just miserable to to sit there. Yeah, (laughs) not fun. Uh, Some player news back home now. The Mets added... Two additional players to their player pool. One Francisco Alvarez and one Matthew Allen. Interesting. Yeah. um, (laughs) Obviously, the odds that the Mets promote them to the major league level is like pretty much zero since neither guy is really ready to be a full-time player. And that would be starting their their clocks way too early. I I wrote the news post up for this one. And I think I think my point was basically like you could in some conceivable universe see Allen as like uh like I think Allen could get some major league hitters out right now in a relief yep. role with just a fastball curveball. I don't think that's yeah. ludicrous to say. That's not I wouldn't do it, but you could do it. He also would also carry like a six ERA, <laughs> probably. Yeah, too. probably. Like, yeah, it'd be like you, you, but you, if you want to use Allen as a reliever, it's it's like something that could be done. I cannot imagine as as much as we've lauded Alvarez's offense and as other outlets like BP have have said that his defense is advanced for his age. There's no way that either of those would work at the major league level right now. Yeah. That would be a disaster on both sides of the ball. And I mean, you have the best catcher in baseball, in Tomas Nito. So I mean, what's yep. the? Why would yep. you even need him? Yep. That's a very good point. But yeah, I mean, basically, it's just a a move to get them some more organized workout because I mean, things might be different for like top prospects, and they might have stuff kind of more individually tailored than I'm I'm aware of. But basically, as I'm understanding it, based on you know people that I've heard from that have kind of mentioned it basically the meds gave their minor league guys you know like a list of exercises and things that they have to work <laughs> on or whatever and then just kind of cut them loose in March. just like just like my d3 volleyball coach did <laughs> right so <laughs> you know See, I, I actually i i haven't looked this up unless and it's because the question is occurring for the first time now in my head and has mlb specifically prohibited teams from having a like there's obviously the the main site and then there's the alternative site and I and you have to like have those fairly well sectioned off for your 60 man rosters. But have they prohibited teams from saying ha- having another site for their prospects that aren't playing if they chose to? Not that I know that any team would actually choose to. Right, that costs money that they're yeah. not going to actually want to shell out. That was going to be my answer. I know yeah, that guys that do live near each other do occasionally get together to kind of yeah. like play and work out together and things like that. But as far as a more organized um, club-based kind of thing, not that I know of. And it, it would, would be, be hard smart. to imagine them 
after how penny pinching all these teams are with my oh of course yeah right right well my well my i was gonna start calling the teams out for not doing that but i wanted to make sure they hadn't been specifically prohibited from doing so um and i'm not sure either way you you'd probably get yelled at if you did do it by the rest probably. of the probably probably <laughs> if one guy does it without the approval of everyone else then you know how that goes so yeah, yeah. it would be smart though like you were saying steve mm-hmm. um you know but so yeah yeah i mean it's not i don't think that anyone needs to go crazy about this i feel like it's more of a procedural thing than anything else to just kind of give them more experience i i do think it's worth noting that and this is not something I made the observation of. This is something Anthony DeComo tweeted about. This makes them eligible to be traded. Yeah. Right. Not just as a player to be named later, right? And Correct. That concerns me a little bit. I would say that I saw another tweet. I think it was Tim Britton was basically said they're not looking to trade them. That they're just, they just want them to get reps. Obviously, you would just say that if you're the Mets. But. Yeah. Still, like, it's nice to see that in writing somewhere. On the I, I don't know how much I believe them. I also don't know how much I trust them at this point. Like, we've yeah. talked in the last couple weeks about that's liking to do stupid things. And I, I don't want to kind of jinx anything, but it really does feel like a Casimir Echo. They're a team that's just a little bit underneath 500, they're a team that they have this, you know, more than one really good players that they have that they can use as bait if they want to. They need a, a pitcher or two. They think they might be able to be in things. I'm not. I don't think that they are going to be trading anybody, but I'm not prepared to come off the ledge completely yet either. I mean, yeah, it's totally conceivable that they are seeing themselves as a real, as a team that was supposed to contend. That should con- that should be contending, and that they'll need to do something either because this is their last year owning the team. If you're the Wilpons, or if you're Brody, you're saying this is the last year I'm going to be mm-hmm. CMing. Uh, mm-hmm. Screw it, I'm going all in, right? Yeah. Uh, despite and, and then at that point, you totally ignore the the deeper thought process of okay, wait, this team is actually mediocre at best. So why are we investing? And this season is always like literally two days away from completely collapsing. That would be the luck. Is they they is like they do this for Lance Lynn or something, and then and then the season gets banged <laughs> like a week later. <laughs> and Maybe then everyone. One thing: if there was like if there was yeah. like a conceivable uh, conceivably available young good player, right? Like I. These guys aren't top ten prospects, right? They're top hundred prospects, but there isn't. I could. I, I sat down and tried to think of uh, and look at some rosters of teams that are that might be sellers. I don't see a single player that, in a reasonable world, will be available that I would want to trade Matthew Allen or for, uh, or, or uh, Alvarez for. No. How many years does Lindor have on his contract? One. Okay, yeah, not, not, no. Like, after this year. <laughs> like, he's not a free, he, he, this year and next year, and then he's a free agent. I won't. Yeah, and if I, you wanted to do the, like, sign-in trade, I could see maybe moving one of them. I would do that, but I'm also... I, I really like Francisco Lindor. Yeah, sure, I, I didn't consider him to be someone that'd be Because I could see the Indians um, 
yeah, you know, yeah. They, they always move guys when they're, when they start to get expensive or they've made clear that, um, they're not looking to keep him long term. Talk yeah. about a travesty there. I mean, the Indians are also currently half a game back in the AL Central, which. Yeah, so. Knows. Like they have a good team. <laughs> but yeah, that's about what I, I think yep. I would have to take mm. to do that. And like, that's pricey, but. These yeah, are good sure. I mean, Francisco Lindor, yeah, I'm uh. all trading with these guys. <laughs> no problem. Lance Lynn, not so much. No, we don't like Lance Lynn. I like Lance Lynn. Not, not at that cost, excuse me. I think, I think in a different season, if this team was just that one piece away from being a true contender, I'd do it too. Um, it'd be painful, but I'd, I'd probably be willing to do it, but just not this year and not with this team. Rosie for Lance Lynn, lock it in, Brody. Done. Let's go. I also hate Rosario, so. <laughs> Well, luckily, I think that we we don't need to worry about trades, so they are uh, safe. I could see them doing something small, the Mets. Like, I don't think they're... They still need to complete the Horado trade, so who knows what's going to be going (laughs) on there. Oh, they do. I forgot about that. But, yeah, I mean, other than that, who knows? They ain't going to be trading Allen or Alvarez for Horado, though. We can tell you that much. (laughs) Although... You never, you never know. know. You never know. <laughs> All right, let's move on from this curse topic then. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So, according to Baseball America, um, Major League Baseball considering expanding the player pool from 60 players to 75, meaning that teams would be allowed to add 15 more players to their alternative sites. As the rules stand right now, teams have a pool of 60 players total, 28 of which are on the major league roster right now. One is a taxi squad catcher. I believe that is Ali Sanchez's job this season. And then there's 31 guys that are at the alternative site. 31 is a weird number, obviously. And... Even if it was just a more even 30, that still wouldn't be enough to actually play full inter-squad games or anything like that. So teams have kind of been playing with piecemeal groups and just kind of winging it. But if you have a fuller complement of players, obviously, A, you get more guys to benefit from being involved in organized team workouts. And then B, since there's more talent and everything on the field, all of the guys benefit more. So currently, I 
I'm, I'm pretty sure this is a, a full list here, but these are the guys that are Coney Island right now. Pitchers, there's Matthew Allen, uh, Matt Blackham, Riley Gilliam, Franklin Killame was just promoted today, so he's not there anymore. Uh, Ariel Gerardo, Corey Oswalt, Pedro Payano, Erasmo Ramirez, Jeffrey Ramirez, Drew Smith, Kevin Smith, Hunter Strickland, Thomas Apucky, and Daniel Zamora. Catchers are Francisco Alvarez, Bruce Maxwell, Patrick Mazeka, David Rodriguez, and Ali Sanchez. In the infield, there's Louis Corpio, Jake Hager, and Max Moroff. There's literally only three infielders, so that works <laughs> out well. Um, and then in the outfield, there's Quinn Brody, Ryan Cordell, uh, Janushui Fargus, Juan Lagares, and Jared Parker. Oh, Juan Lagares. I yep. totally forgot. <laughs> yep, yep. A couple of good names on there. I think the funniest thing really is that there's only three infielders. <laughs> Juan um, Juan's picking up the shortstop glove again. Yes, someone, someone's doing something there. So let's go over the rest of our top prospect list, and we'll see who we think should all be added to the additional player pool if Major League Baseball actually approves it. So first I off... I want Fargus to get up here just for the name. Janushi. You want to hear Keith saying Janushi? Yeah, Janusha. I mean, I we got to hear, we got to hear Keith say uh, uh, a groovy baby today, you know, so that was great. Yeah. Keith has been pretty good this season. Yeah. Keith. Uh, so first up is Ronnie Mauricio. Do we want to add him? Yeah. I'm not sure why he's not, not already added. there, yeah. though. Yeah, I don't know. I, so, like, like, go ahead, Ken. No, like, it doesn't affect – your option clock doesn't start unless you're promoted, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I yeah, unless there's, like, a health reason, I, I would probably prefer to get him reps at the alternate site than you – know, At home? Yeah, in his living room <laughs> or – Generally not a good yeah. idea to swing a bat indoors. <laughs> good advice. <laughs> All right, uh, number two is Andres Menes. Obviously, he's having a great start so far. Number three is Matthew Allen, and he's there. Number four, Brett Beatty. Should he be added? Again, I feel like all of our answers are going to be... Yeah, same yeah. deal. <laughs> like, sure, there's no reason for him not to be if there's a huge pool. Yeah. Well, if, the, is, if the argument is like you're here just to so you're doing something instead of playing... League of Legends and hanging out, you know, or whatever, whatever the kids do these yeah, days. Yeah, like JT Ginn maybe <laughs> can stay in Florida where he's doing his, his injury rehab. Yeah, like, yeah, that's hang, I think out with most. Still. Yeah, <laughs> I think most others probably. Yeah, you know, would have something to to gain. Yeah, uh, number five, Mark Vientos. Yeah. Yeah, him, I think so. Dude, it, it's amazing, it, as a, as an aside here, it's amazing how I've, like, forgotten these guys exist because there's been mm-hmm. no prospect reports or anything. They're not directly in our face every week. It's like, all oh, right, Mark Vientos is a guy. That, that happened. Very underrated guy. Mm-hmm. Number six, Alvarez, he's already there. Seven, Peterson, he's up. He's having a fantastic start. Eight is Thomas Zipucky. I'm a little surprised that he hasn't been 
called up at any point yet. Yeah, but I was about to say he, should, he might should be in the majors at this he point. He should be. He <laughs> should be starting. Uh, nine is Kilame. He's up in the majors now. Number ten, Shervian Newton. Do we want to send him to the alternate site? I so badly want him to work out. Like he probably won't, but just the 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 profile of that works out is so much fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Number eleven, Joshua Wolf. Yes or no? The pitchers, I wonder, do they need to be here? Yeah, like um. You know, if you send them to a garage somewhere, like driveline or something, (laughs) would that be a better use of their time than the alternate site? At least probably, but... I'm assuming at the alternate site they're playing, like, fake real games, though. Like, getting more game situations. I mean, this was was something we talked about even before... Uh, like, when things were shut down, I think we, we had a pod talking about this, and then I saw a quote from... Who the hell was it? Some major league hitter, but making the point that, look, if you're a pitcher, you can go out to an empty field and you're going to get 90% of of game rep worth out of just throwing versus if you're a hitter, it's 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 really different, right? Like you as a at the, pitcher, at the you very go, least, you can you can throw like a very good approximation of your off season work and of your your mid midweek work, you know? Right, exactly. Because mm-hmm. you yeah. don't need anyone else, but as a hitter, you need someone to pitch to you. So I wonder if if for the pitchers, in terms of like safety or whatever else, it's better to to keep them away and and the, the ones who should be in the majors obviously should be at the alternate side if they're not in the majors. But maybe these younger guys should be, you know, you you stay, we'll, we'll do some Zoom calls with you, yada yada, but stay where you are. The only bad thing with that is you can see a guy getting into some kind of bad habits or not really also progressing true. like they also should true. without yeah. having someone on top of them. But, yeah. I mean, that's kind of a, a theoretical, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, it, it might depend person to person, but, like, if you're trying to teach Matthew Allen a new pitch, then... You don't want him in a field somewhere. Like you want him, <laughs> you want him like in your backyard so you can actually work with him person to person. Yep. So I, I think it kind of depends with the pitchers. Yep. All right. Uh, Twelve. Kevin Smith. He's already added thirteen. Harold Gonzalez. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Why is I he? Know, not there? I, wait, wait, wait. He's not there. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> if anything, he's another one who could be up. Like. At this point, yeah, I would rather watch Harold than Walker Lockett. I think that's been true for a while. Rather watch Harold <laughs> than true for years. Like, I'm really surprised he's not there. Here, here's a legit question, right? And I think this is there's. I'd have to do the math on it exactly. How far, even with the expanded playoffs, how far out of it does this team need to be before you get to the point where you just say screw it? We're throwing out all the young guys, right? Like, I don't need to see Michael Walker. Walker's got an option, and I kind of think Walker's a fine fifth starter guy to have around, so whatever. But I don't need to see more of Corey Oswalt, Walker Lockett. I don't even need to see more of Robert Gazelman in the rotation. Steven Matz is probably hurt and or cooked. I don't need Rick Porcello on this roster. Like, at some point, why not just let 
Kevin Smith, Harold Gonzalez, Franklin Killamay, and Thomas Hockey all start getting starts. So logically that makes sense, but in the Wilpons last season, I don't <laughs> see them. I don't yeah. see them being like, yeah, we we're just gonna let a bunch of kids who we will not reap the benefits of. There's no future. Better yeah. than Porcello is right now. Well, yes, but <laughs> they don't think that. Stupid Wilpons. Just tired of Rick Porcello. Uh, number fourteen now, Junior Santos. Hmm. I think he starts getting to that iffy territory. I think that he's young enough that it doesn't necessarily help him or hurt him. You know, I, I could be swayed by either argument. I mean, also, like you want your guys who are close to the majors to get reps, right? That's and regular reason. reps. That's why so, I'm going down the list one by one because it's not just like willy-nilly we could add everybody because there is a limited amount of space. I also think there's a a – I think I've made this point. I, this point came up when we were talking about the smaller minor league system. Um, playing above your talent level is helpful to a point. At mm-hmm. some point, the gap is too big and you're just wasting your time. And I think if most of this – expanded site are it's mostly guys who are closer to the majors bringing in a guy like santos isn't going to be useful for him or for anybody else playing against him right because the the talent gap is just or or not the talent gap but like the polish gap is just so big right a guy like matthew allen it's not going to be as large the gulf whereas santos talented but the, the, the the polish like you said is not there uh, number 15 is another guy that applies to Freddie Valdez. Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Yep. Number 16 is an interesting case, Jalen Palmer. Does that apply to him? Oh, that's a good one, actually. I would bring him up. I would, too. But I for for no other reason than his family is up there. Exactly. That's actually why I love <laughs> I, because he's, he deserves to play in Brooklyn. So yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. That would be yeah. And I found out from my, I don't even know what I was researching or, or reading, whatever. But he's from Canarsie, and I know he went to Holy Cross in high school, which is in in uh, Flushing. And he didn't move to Queens or anything like that. He commuted every single day from Canarsie to Flushing, which is. That's long. Nah, yeah, that is <laughs> no, not a good not trip. Yeah. No, that's like and like Canarsie is there's nothing there's no trains or really anything. Yeah, I mean, and, and Queens is the you know middle of nowhere anyway. So that's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, especially as a high schooler. I mean, commuting you know like me commuting to college, I had like a two two hour commute and that was like my shits. As a high schooler, I, I definitely would have dropped out. <laughs> and playing sports when you're at school late. Yep. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that just shows really how dedicated this kid is, and he's a good kid. And I'd always complained about having to to uh, commute from Queens to the Bronx for high school, so it's like it's not great. Yeah, Queens is just a big uh, a big butthole, basically. <laughs> Perfect <laughs> that the Mets play there, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, number seventeen, Tony Debrell. 
I think he should be there. Yeah, he should. Yeah, yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd yeah. like to see him get some bull, at least some bullpen reps. This All year, of maybe. the upper minors guys should be there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> basically. Much. However, every... however many you want to stuff, but all of the upper minors guys. Yeah, uh, Dyson Acosta, another guy, talent and polish is kind of. You could go either way. I mean, I'd, I'd really like to see all of these guys get at least a couple innings of, of Major League bullpen work, given where this season is headed and how bad this team is. Yeah. Uh, Riley Gilliam is 19. He's already there. Number 20 is Adrian Hernandez. I would not have... No, no he's... He, no, no, no. That's... That's too far. <laughs> yes. Same goes for... Uh, we don't know Segra. if he can, like, run and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's there, true. There's still all the lingering injury concerns, but assuming he's able to play, he should be yeah, playing. For a guy like that, player. it might even be worth just to have the extra time off. Yeah. Yeah. And that is get healthy. In, the, in the, the JT Ginn boat. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, let, let, let Ginn play catch with Thor in yep. wherever he is. That's probably, he's probably better off Do some there with him. <laughs> uh, 21 is Daniel Nunez. He's another guy, upper minors guy, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 22, Stanley Consuegra. Again, nope. like Hernandez, nope. Yep. Ali Sanchez, he's already there. Number 24, Jake Mangum. Uh, I would, I would sure. him. Might as well. Yeah. Let him inspire what? confidence at the alternate site. He probably would have played off. in Columbia. Um, I don't know if he would have been very good, but... You know, he could have been pushed a full season. He played in the SEC. Oh, he definitely, I think, would have been like about as fine as he was in Brooklyn. It's not a a giant leap. Probably, yeah. If you take, like, the adjusted schedule out of it. And of all those guys that are in the the outfield at the, uh, what do you call it, alternate site, and he's definitely the best outfielder by trade. Magaris has lost a step. Brody's, eh. And the other dudes are just kind of... Vargas is a good defender. Mm, okay, so, well, still. I don't know if he's as good as... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Mangum? Uh, yeah. Mangum's yeah. One, one tool is his defense, so... Are you forgetting the grit? Grishin. That's true. Grishin. It's important. Uh, last on the list now is Alexander Ramirez, and I think he's a no for yeah, no. us again. So I don't know if that was 15 guys for everybody. I know for me there was another couple of spots. So are there any other guys that were not mentioned on the tw- top 25 list that you would have uh, take up a roster spot? I mean, Steven there's, there's an obvious one, and he was a quarterback yes. at Florida. Yes. No. No. No, I they mean, want to save that. <laughs> Yes, the people need to see that. (laughs) You gotta see, you don't need to call him up, but we do need to give him some, you know, some at bats. The guy needs him. (laughs) I want like grainy footage of Matthew Allen just embarrassing Tebow on like a curveball from the Brooklyn alternate site. And everyone's like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or like Kevin Smith or something who like everyone was talking about how he was really good like a few days ago or something. He like threw five no hit innings in an inter squad game, and every cool. game. yeah. You guys, I don't know if you guys watch uh, last week tonight. I wish I could do that John Oliver voice for the cool better. <laughs> cool, 
But yeah, I'm surprised Tebow's not at the site. I yeah, it, I'm surprised Tebow's not on the major league roster. In all honesty, at this point, <laughs> you know Tebow's sweating with the new owners coming in because, <laughs> like, Steve Cohen's gonna take one look at Tebow on the roster and be like, "You're cut." Kind of apparently, <laughs> apparently, Steve Cohen is not the uh, oh yeah number one bidder anymore. No, but so. that's what but that's what Boob said. So it means <laughs> he, he is. Um, let's see. P. Carl Armstrong, would you have him go to Brooklyn? No. I think yeah. I think that he's young, but I think that he is polished and mature enough to benefit from it. Okay, yeah. I could see that. He might be the only draftee, though. Yeah, well, him and Eric Ors. Oh, sure, like like the older dudes, the the yeah, I mean, the later picks. Yeah, um, Matthew Dyer. I don't really see too much. I wouldn't even bother. And Anthony. I forget his last name, which is not a good look, I guess. But I wouldn't send him <laughs> either. But Ors, I definitely would. I think that he has probably the m- most upside in his in his role than those other guys. And he's older, right? Already? Yeah, I think he's either twenty two or twenty three. That's what I thought. So might as well just. I don't. I don't know that I'd send Peter Armstrong. I almost feel like that'd be insulting to the to the group of outfielders that I kind of lump him in with, like Valdez, Consegra, Hernandez. All those guys are, are similar pool to me. They are in terms, I think, of theoretical upside and the amount of time and development that is needed to get there. But I think that, again, that he he has, Armstrong has a lot more polish for an 18-year-old mm. than most other 18-year-olds. Mm. I mean, a big thing when I was thinking about, you know, what I said, the Ramirez's and, and, and the Consuegra's and the Valdez's and everyone, it, it, it is a lot for them, I would say, to be thrust into that kind of environment where they are still very young, they're still new to the country, it's still a lot of stuff going on, new to develop uh, organized baseball in mm. such a... a um, elite level that I think, yeah, it would be throwing them in the deep end. They would not be good. P. Carl Armstrong, I think that he has enough experience being on Team USA, being, you know, a, a really high profile um, prospect before the draft, you know, playing on very elite travel ball teams and stuff like that, that he can swim. I don't know if he'll excel on the field probably not because he'll be facing better stuff than he ever has before but i think he is would be able to take in all that other stuff that would help him whereas those other guys i think would be more of a detriment to them i have a very very hypothetical psychological question here i wonder if it's better to push because like I said, he's talking about the difference in talent, right? I wonder if it's better to expose some of these younger guys to this higher level talent to just say, this is what you have to, is is that a motivating factor or a demotivating factor? And it's probably different person to person. Yeah, I was just going like, to say. Could yeah. you figure out who it would be good for and who it wouldn't be good for? Because this isn't an attack on anyone. Like there's some people that are going to say, wow, I'm never going to be this good. It's going to affect their confidence. Um and that's going to suck. It's like but there's the, also going to be the guys who say, I want to be this good and, like, drive for that. Oh, no. Lucas, do you know what you're doing? What have I done? <laughs> you're, you're, you're citing intangibles. 
Oh no! <laughs> well, no, 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 no. I just said try to figure out who could, who would be, who this would benefit. Yeah. In some sort of scientific manner, could we uh, uh, do profi- psychological profiles on these guys? I get what you're saying, and I agree completely. That is, I mean, we, we to 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 talk about intangibles. A lot of that is kind of like legit stuff, but then it's just wrapped in. Hoo-ha, WFAN stuff. You yeah, know? But what you are saying, there is a definite scientific kind of realism to it. There are personality types. Mm-hmm. This is something that can be measured to some degree or another. And like, Go ahead. I know it's for me. Like, I was never the motivated through getting yelled at player. Like, it just <laughs> didn't work. Like, because I was just like, that's just stupid. Like, I don't understand why why people would do that yeah, and that's like not how i that's not how i project myself this is a I, game i play for fun and it, it's not even that like i'm competitive but it was just like like i i would not bode well as an 18 year old kid getting dominated by like 25 year olds being like oh no i actually kind of suck like <laughs> <laughs> like like that's how i would take away from it but that's just me you know what right. i mean like, and that's the type of person who shouldn't be at the alternate camp like if you're young but there's a I know kids who are just like, oh, you think you're better than me, and I'm six years younger than you. Bet, and they would just go really hard and try not to, like mm-hmm. try to be that. And it's totally like you said, like I don't even know how you figure that out though. Like, I mean, to be person. clear, there's nothing wrong with either of those personality types. Oh no, yeah, it's just I different, agree. different people. I, I mean, you might like as another example, you might have some young punk who's just super cocky and then and doesn't work at what they do, and you say, well, okay, you think you're so good. Here's here's X, and you, you give them that yeah. way. So there's all, all sorts of scenarios to consider there. Um, and I think, not that I trust the Mets to do anything correctly, but I think a lot of these decisions for some <laughs> of these young backwards. guys is going to come down to their impressions of them and as players and, and uh, who will benefit from what. As a, a totally different point, you know who I wouldn't have any hesitation sending to that alternative site? Garrett. Mitchell. Yeah. Still salty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, does anyone have any last words for the week? I guess not. Okay. So <laughs> if anyone has any questions, comments, whatever, you could send us an email at our email address from complex to queens at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and shoot us questions there. I'm at Steve Seiper. Lucas is at L Vlahos three four three, Ken is at Ken eleven ninety one, and Thomas is at Sad Met Season S V N. Subscribe to the podcast where you get your podcast from, rate and review it, and of course thank you for listening. And we will be back next week. And until then, love the Mets. Love the Mets. Love the Mets.